the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back on the other side of the hour, and we are ready to do some talking, talking, talking. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Two lines are open. If you want to call and chime in, if you've tried before, try it again. Let's talk about it. By the way, another all things COVID class this Wednesday. Mr. Steve Kirsch was part of the independent panel uh, speaking to the FDA about a month ago, warning the FDA about the dangers of the boosters and recommended that they not do a booster shot after the second vaccine because they saw the signals of the harm and danger that the booster shots would bring about in the American people. Guess what the FDA did? They disregarded the 18-person panel. It was 16 to 2 that they said we would not recommend it. And they gave arguments. They gave data. They gave stats. For all you people who think that the only real stats, data, and information is what you get in your major media outlets, they gave data, they gave information and stats, all suppressed. But one of them that was on the panel, his name is Steve Kirsch. Mr. Steve Kirsch is a Silicon Valley uh, uh, tech giant who has owned several businesses. He, along with Mr. Robert Malone, the actual inventor of the uh, messenger RNA technology, uh, uh, uncontroversially, even though they have scrubbed Mr. Malone from the Facebook, from the information data, he's completely zeroed out. He doesn't exist. He's been purged like you do in uh, day, the days of Hitler, as well as uh, in Russian communism, just make people who are problematic disappear. And that's what they've done with Robert Malone. But Mr. Malone has recently chimed in as well through other alternative outlets, warning people about the major impact of the misapplication of this gene therapy technology. Well, Mr. Kirsch has put out a million dollar bet. Mr. Kirsch, Steve Kirsch has put out a million dollar bet that there are now over 100,000 deaths of Americans that were the direct cause of the COVID vaccines. Now, this man is no joke. We're going to listen to him because he wrote a 182-page uh, expose of the uh, gene therapy and its application as a vaccine on the American people. 182 page. It's a presentation, a slide presentation. We'll look at about 20 of them. And he 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 argues, as he did when he was part of the panel, that he has eight different ways to prove that the VAERS report that stated that we have to date, about 50,000 people who have died from the vaccines. Yes, it has been the case, and you don't hear it in your major media, but if you go to the VAERS report, you can discover that if you do your work. He says there are eight ways mathematically and scientifically they can verify that 
almost 200 people, 200 million Americans have died as a consequence of the vaccines. And he's waging a million dollar challenge to any of the major scientists that are a part of the WHO, the FDA, the CDC, to do a public debate with Mr. Steve Kirsch. And you guys can look him up, K-I-R-S-C-H. He's waging a bet that he can prove to them uh, without a doubt, by all of the resources that his team has, he's a big businessman, and he so cares about the American people getting the truth that he's willing to bet anyone who will debate him on these matters. And the way the debate uh, construct goes, he says, I am willing to debate. And a debate means a moderated discussion with a neutral moderator and a platform. In other words, he doesn't want to sit around with people who just want to holler and explain away facts. He wants a legitimate neutral moderator so that they can do the debate in a civil and a rational and a deep uh, analytical fashion where you set forth your arguments. Then you do what is called cross-examination and then you continue to cross-examinate again and then you lay out your arguments as final conclusions and you let the American people determine whether or not what's taking place is in line with the material that these debaters who are representing both sides would bring to the table. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you get at truth. It's called a courtroom of law where the plaintiff or the guilty party or whatever the person is that's alleged to have done something is able to have their court in day. And in their court, you have a, uh, a body of jurors who are able to witness, analyze all of the evidence necessary for that particular argument to be rendered valid and therefore um, make a, a fully uh, informed judgment as to the verity of the charges. And Mr. Steve Kirsch, is a brave brother, and I wish others would do the same, but given the nature of our um, our suppressive, coercive, distorting media, you will never even hear what I just share with you, but you'll get a chance to see the excellent presentation that Mr. Steve Kirsch has done in our Wednesday class. This Wednesday at 530 at Grace in Hayward, we will unpack some of the brilliant analysis that he has done on these matters. Now, he is not an answer anti-vaxxer. Neither am I, though we be blamed to be. And all the other tens of thousands of of people who have been seeking to help in this matter are not anti-vaxxers. But we are anti-crooks and we are anti-harmful and we are uh, anti-misinformationists when it comes to what's going on with this gene therapy. And you see, we really need to have this day in court where men on both sides bring to the table the real data and let it be examined. This is exactly what your Bible means when it says, prove all things and hold fast to that, which is good. If you believe you have the truth, you don't have to hide it. You don't have to punish somebody else who does not want to agree with you. You don't have to force it on someone else who does not want to buy your truth. God doesn't do that with you nor with me. He persuades us. How does God do it? He continues to lay out evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence of the verity of his propositions and the goodness of his overtures and the legitimacy of his warnings and threats. He even lays out the evidence of his own enemies. Have you ever taken into consideration, ladies and gentlemen, the nature of the word of God? How that the word of God is filled with all of the nefarious characters who hate God? I mean, you know, if you wrote a book, would you allow your enemy to show up in the third chapter when you've got 
tens of thousands of chapters filling your book, going all the way from Genesis 1, 1 to Revelation 22 and 21. Would you allow your enemy to show up in chapter three? How about chapter 30 or 40? Just let yourself look good. But no, what God does is he allows the darkness to appear in order to manifest the superiority of the light because he has nothing to hide. But the enemy is always lying. That's what the devil did in the beginning. That's what he's doing now. And this is what you and I are dealing with as well. Obfuscation of the truth, minimization of the facts, distortion of the data, suppression of people who want to challenge you. That's where you and I are today. I'm so glad to be able to talk to you about it because it's a point at which if part of what is the trajectory of the near future is, is power outages and blackouts and where you can't hear information anymore, because this is what happens in, in socialist countries, even today, blackouts, where you can't hear all sides, any side at any time, uh, you and I will be sad, truly sad not to be able to have this virtue of freedom to talk about these things. But it's coming because God makes it clear to whom much is given, much is required. And to him that hath more shall be given. But to him that hath not, even that which he appears to have shall be taken away. And that's where you and I are in our country. We are in a takeaway, 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 taking away wisdom, taking away knowledge, taking away understanding, taking away confidence, taking away faith, taking away security, taking away hope, taking away financial opportunities, taking away uh, medical broad scope of, uh, of opportunities and choices, taking away, taking away, taking away. It's so much taking away that the government now is threatening to take away your job, take away your security, take away your home, take away everything you have if you don't take the jab. That's where you and I are. Don't tell me this is a free country. Don't tell me we're being blessed by God. The blessing is being taken away. All right, you hold on, Jermaine. And then the call, 1-888-367-5329. Give me a call, 1-888-367-5329. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 621 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Let's uh, go to line two and talk with James from the Bay. Line number two, James from the Bay. James, are you there? Hey, PJ, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Listen, uh, it's interesting that you uh, right before you went to the break, you were talking about the platform uh, that needs to happen as far as the debate. Because I was just telling my teacher about that today. That's what needs to take place. But I mean, you really know that's not going to happen unless people in all 50 states take to the street and protest, you know, you know, with the truth. I, that's the only way I see that happening. You know, Agreed. I mean, that's just, that's, that's this. now, but that wasn't what I called for. The question I've been wanting to ask you is if Trump and all his faults, how is he, which way is he complicit with Biden when it comes to the uh, to, to, to the virus, because what I recall is that when it, it was a Trump that was pointing the finger at China, and when he did that, the mainstream media and the, you know and, and DC went crazy and called him racist and all those sort of things. I mean, I don't know what his end game was, but I, I, I sort of remember that he had stopped flights coming in from China, something to that effect, and he was 
pointing your finger at China and then all he got was that he was racist for doing it. Do you recall any narrative like that? I, I recall it all. This is what I do. I, I recall it all vividly with great detail what happened okay. uh, between uh, December of 2019 and, and February of 2020. Here's what I would say, and I sh- I've shared this for months with this audience and others. Um, not having voted for Trump because of his character, I, I couldn't because I, I think character matters. Once he got into office, we found him uh, taking the um, unpredictable side of the um, religious right and becoming an extremely uh, good helper towards Christian values and Christian policies and actually helping Christians around the world escape tyranny, of which Obama didn't do one time, didn't even mention Christians who were in danger around the world, uh, which is an absolute amazing thing to me for so many people who who were Christians who fell in love with Obama. Having said that, um, the problem that the misstep that Trump had, beside the fact that he um, he overestimated his powers of popularity as equ- being equivalent to uh, monarchical authority or executive order authority, which he does not have. You can be as popular as you want with the American people, but if you don't know how to navigate the deep state, if you don't know how to navigate the politicians who have been in there 30, 40 years, as was the case with um, with Biden and Pelosi and, and, and many others who have been deep in the pockets of China for decades, as everybody that has just a scintilla of knowledge knows, if you don't know how to negotiate uh, behind closed doors a battle with them, which means sometimes you have to concede, at other times you have to advance, you have to oppose um, what President Trump found as that as towards he headed towards his third year and his final year. Uh, the left have waged war against him uh, with all of their guns firing at every resource he would have had. The biggest one of which was they unleashed a massive, massive campaign for getting out the vote that included mail-in ballots that completely destroy any capacity for oversight, accountability, et cetera, et cetera, along with a computational methodology in the Dominion machines that's still being looked at uh, state by state and, and a lot of discoveries are, are covering, notwithstanding Biden has been in office now for a year and a half while he was on the cusp of being completely tied to his son, uh, um, um, uh, his son in this scandal when it came to uh, China, Hunter Biden, and all of the money that they were making on that issue, including the um, the issue with uh, with, with uh, one of the states headed towards um, towards uh, Russia. It will come back in a moment. In any event, what Trump failed to do was to recognize that there were players in his own administration that he had no ability to negotiate or navigate before it was time to run for uh, run for re-election. One of which, James, and I shared this many times on this program, was the uh, removal of his uh, previous medical czar, who had come in? Who had been in the administration with uh, with um, Obama when Trump came in, and that particular medical czar 
was going to be removed and Robert F. Kennedy was going to be brought in. Kennedy Jr., the, 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 the lawyer who is a hero to me because of his love and commitment to mothers whose children are affected by vaccines to the tunes of millions of them in, in America now, which is another another scandalous um uh, suppression of media information and government information uh, that people don't want to know or just don't know. Um, he was going to pick Robert F. Kennedy to be one of his uh, medical czars. And someone in his administration said, you do not want to go down the path of questioning these vaccines. You can find that information online. And so what did he do? He allowed that present medical czar to suggest Anthony Fauci. And once Anthony Fauci was nudged up against President Trump, President Trump stopped. He stopped paying attention to his intuitive knowledge base around the harm of vaccines, which he had seen the data. He knew that there were parents that were being harmed significantly by these vaccines. And he chose not to make that a policy uh, pursuit, which he should have, because with God, with God. With God, leadership and power only exist to sustain a righteous law for real and true equity among the people and to deal with the plight and injustice against the most vulnerable. And what I mean by most vulnerable are babies in the womb who are destroyed by abortion, which Fauci has also overseen as well as the vaccines that have been harming people since the 60s, but certainly more prevalently, as we learned by our study of the World Health Organization last week, in the 80s, in the early 80s. Nope, 1963 is when they started the vaccine campaign from the age of uh, one, uh, one month or two months old up to 18. There was 11 vaccines in 1963. Today, from the birth of a child to adulthood, which is about 18, you are up to 72 vaccines. And when you follow the trajectory of vaccination in America from 1960 to now, you see an absolute, undeniable, invariated, invariable correlation between sickness, autoimmune deficiency, and every other kind of uh, what we would now consider and think to be a normal affliction that has no uh, causal uh, premise behind it, as the doctors would say. But everyone that is looking vaccine practice in the face, I mean, many, many doctors are looking vaccine practice in the face and are recognizing that these poor babies coming out of the womb should not be getting this many vaccine shots. And as you and I heard last week in the WHO itself, that those brilliant African-American doctors, those not African-American, they were Nigerian. They said, please tell us. What happens when you shoot a child in the arm with 10, 11 and 12 vaccines over a one year period? How do those antigens over um, overlap? How do um, those adjuvants interact? Do they have the capacity to increase harm, to um, to produce more side effects, more symptoms and diseases? And if you guys recall, the people in the WHO had no answer for them. They had no answer for these poor babies that are getting shot with 11 and 12 and 13 vaccines in a year. 
And they're scheduled to have 72 over an 18-year period. And the lady who was leading uh, that whole WHO event, Ms. Parson, said, we are scheduled to produce in our world in no time flat a total uh, vaccine immuno community, meaning natural immunity is going out of the window. If they have their way, everybody's getting shot with vaccines all the time. The reason I went through that lengthy uh, explanation, uh, James, is that Mr. Trump saw this coming and did nothing about it because he couldn't put the pieces together. This is called understanding in the Greek language. He couldn't put the pieces together. He couldn't see the correlation between Fauci's connection to China through the gain of function research, the release of this bioweapon, because that's what, what it is once it reaches gain-of-function status, and the convenient application of Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and now Johnson & Johnson vaccines as a savior. They created the problem, and now they're talking about having the solution, and it made Trump look good early on that he, with DARPA, was able to produce these vaccines in such short period of time. He even used the term, it's a miracle. Well, what we are learning, as I stated before, is that this miracle is really a lying sign and wonder of massive global proportion, and it will have a greater impact on human beings than we could ever imagine if we don't get at the truth of it. So Mr. Trump is culpable of this whole fiasco along with Joe Biden. I hope that helps, my brother. I got to take a hard break. You can hold on, hold on, hold on, and I'll talk to you on the other side. I got to take a hard break, and we'll be back on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. Let's go back to line two and talk with James from the Bay. James, are you still there? Still here, DJ. Still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to give you the last word before I let you go. What were your thoughts? Um, my thoughts were right there. The, the, one, the other part I was trying to uh, verify was that when Trump uh, contracted COVID, did he not take one of the drugs, ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, or did he take the jab? No, he didn't take the jab. No, he didn't take the jab. Here's what happened. I love your question. This is beautiful because people should be doing this because the only way you come to truth is through history properly and accurately and chronologically um, uh, analyze. God talks to us through his word, but his word is a history book. The Holy Ghost uses the past to talk to us about the present. The present is the Alpha and Omega in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is talking to us about the future. The future is the father. The father is where we're going to. We're all headed to the father's house who actually believes on the Lord Jesus Christ in truth. So the second person is the present. The third person is the past. The first person is the future. We're headed to our father's house through the second person who is the present by the third person who is the Holy Ghost, the teacher. He uses the past. We all teach through history. If we do history right, then we're telling God's history. If we do history properly, we're doing his story. If we do history the wrong way, we're doing the devil's story. And this is why these matters are so important. And therefore, what we're talking about here in relationship to um, to Mr. Trump, uh, he didn't take uh, a shot. He took 
um, a combination uh, monoclone therapy that which is what Dr. Peter McCullough said was prescribed for him even before the vaccines made their way out. This is why Mr. Peter McCullough is one of the absolute heroes of this whole scandal, because he was saying we don't need EUA emergency use authority for these gene therapies because we have very perfect good um, early treatment protocols to quell the uh, virus and to actually put it to its end. Today, the vast majority of American people don't know who Dr. McCullough is, but he stood before the Texas Senate, laid out his argument for saving so many people, along with uh, Dr. Levinsky, the Jewish brother up in New Jersey, along with all the other frontline doctors, Dr. Simone Gold, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Emmanuel from Nigeria, whom they put under the bus as well, and dozens and thousands of other doctors used these early treatment methods, and they never had to subject their patients to the vaccine. But if that news would have come out and stayed out, even though it got out for a minute when the frontline doctors were standing on the front of the uh, White House courthouse in Washington, D.C., they had what was 10 to 20 million hits. It just blew up on uh, on Facebook and Twitter and, and, and Google, and they shut them down. They completely shut them down. Oh. You and I so the president didn't, uh, he didn't promote the vaccine because he took the monoclonal antibodies as well as a um, combination uh, therapy that worked really, really well, but they shut that down shortly thereafter. And if you recall, he was fighting for his life in terms of his election. And so he couldn't get back to uh, promoting that particular protocol because they were talking about him sniffing Clorox bleach as if they don't know whether or not, you know, Clorox with a little water could actually kill viruses, which we all know that it can. But they are making the same kind of buffoonery out of the president as they tried to do with Joe Rogan over ivermectin, talking about him taking horse medicine uh, when all kinds of people across the nation have been able to benefit from the ivermectin as well. I have ivermectin. I have hydroxychloroquine. I have the complete protocol. Don't need it because I've had COVID, so I'm good. But I, I use it because, you know, it's great for all viral, bacterial, fungal, and parasitical issues, period. Everybody should working, be working with it, and they wouldn't have to take the jab. But this would be a criminal statement that I'm making in a few months. I'll let you have the last hmm. word. No, that's it. I mean, that that's it for me. I've just been looking forward to Wednesday night. I do, too. I'll see you then, my dear brother. Let's see here. Our next up is our brother Jermaine on line number four. If he's still there, brother Jermaine on line four. Let's have a conversation, brother. Hey, well, welcome. To, uh, good to be back, Pastor. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back, man. You've been gone for a minute. You okay? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I guess you're getting too popular out there. I, I tried to get through a couple times, but decided to go ahead and just listen. But, you know, um, one question I had was concerning all these events going on that the media is trying to suppress. I'm, I'm literally looking at my feed, uh, you know, alternate news sites, and it's like riots and and uh, marches in the streets virtually all over the world. And I find that there's this prevailing feeling of fear and, and concern. I was trying to explain to a, another brother who's a Christian that, you know, we're in a spiritual war. And he said, well, what, what do you mean, spiritual war? And he almost chuckled. And I said, well, you're only chuckling because you decided to take the vaccine for your, your job. But 
in reality, when you see this many people around the planet having the same feeling, then there's something going on. And I was maybe hoping you can articulate it a little better than I did for this brother, how we are indeed in a spiritual war. I had a friend who I went to class with who uh, is in law enforcement. This man's literally out there with guns and risking his life. He told me just a few hours ago that he actually is now he's having uh, you know heart issues. He's, he's got blood clots and he has to get checked regularly, I guess, every year before he's even allowed to go further in his his career for what he does. And he was almost afraid to say something because he didn't want to be, I guess, kind of labeled uh, in the anti-vax category. But he knows something happened to him. He said he has not been the same and he thinks he'll be okay. But he was surprised when I, I told him about the uh, VAERS website. He had no clue. He had no knowledge of any of this going on about the uh, lies from the Dr. Fauci's. And you know, I'm just going to use it as a, as a, a reason to kind of like witness to this brother because he is a good man. But I find the same prevailing feelings around the world, and maybe you can articulate a little better than I than I could. Yeah, I can spend the next uh, segment developing this, and I, <clears throat> I think I will because this is deep. Um, it's really deep. Um, uh, you are spot on with with Ephesians chapter six, verse ten, and following. And I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come come back and show anyone who's listening. The through line, the thread that starts with eugenics and the correlations of the eugenics agenda, the abortion uh, uh, um, atrocity that's still prevailing in our world and killing children in the womb. The vaccine uh, uh, travesty that's 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 making kids sick as soon as they come out of the womb, the hypocrisy of grown people. Um, to uh, to to ignore the cry of the children in the womb, the cry of the children right out of the womb. But as soon as the needles are turned on us, we're 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 bowing down or operating out of confusion and chaos. Now, when we should have really been concerned about that needle, the moment that they start suggesting that the needle could be plunged in the heads of children in the womb and their brains sucked out and then them sucked out by a vacuum cleaner and we can just go on willy-nilly as if God is not going to hold us account for that. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'll show everybody the through line according to my own opinion. And I could verify with, with, with historical data if I had to, but I won't have to because your conscience will be healthy enough, ladies and gentlemen, to recognize that there is a coherence in my logic that you won't be able to prevail. Now, you can cut the radio off now or you can you can leave it on. But when I'm done sharing with you my view of the historical uh, development of the culture of death since the uh, 30s and 40s. Um, it will be uh, fundamentally an incontrovertible argument. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 651. Uh, brother Jermaine is wisely asking, how is this to be understood spiritually? Since our brother was uh, his friend having taken the jab uh, was naively and shallowly. Um, assuming that he's safe. About the only thing he may be safe with in having taken the jab is his job. But that's not Christian, because to be Christian is to know that man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. A man can have all of the material good in the world and still lose his soul. 
that a professing Christian would take confidence in a jab as if it was a shield has already been made a mockery over the last five, six, seven months since we have discovered that the jab doesn't keep you from getting the virus and that the jab doesn't keep you from shedding the virus and that the jab doesn't keep you from experiencing severe sickness from the virus and that the jab does not keep you from dying from the virus. Essentially, every three or four months after a person gets the jab, they are once again returned to an unvaccinated state. We already know this. The Pfizer Institute has showed us this with the scientists on the inside, three and four and five of them warning to not take the jab. Now, how are you going to work for a company that's making jabs and publicly you're going to say the jab is safe and effective, but privately you're going to say we would recommend that you don't take the jab, particularly if you've already had COVID and have immunity. We're talking about lies and hypocrisy. How spiritual is this? That's First Timothy chapter 4. And the Spirit speaketh that in the latter days, some shall give themselves over to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, and so forth and so on, as the scripture states. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but I know exactly what Paul is stating. The conscience of our society has been seared for decades, as Mr. John MacArthur plainly spoke about the vanishing conscience. And when you've got men and women whose consciences are seared, they have no moral or ethical parameter, framework, limiter, keeping them from engaging in harmful behavior that starts with lies. So for our dear brothers and sisters who think they're safe by the vaccine they're taking, that's a temporary fig leaf that will have no efficacy for them in just a few months. You return again to the status of those of us who are unvaccinated, with the exception of those of us who have already had COVID, whose immune system is stated by the Israeli medical industry as being 27 times more effective and and um, uh, beneficial than the so-called immunity that you get with the vaccines. You can argue that. And of course, the CDC and Fauci wants to cover that data up, too. But let's go a little bit deeper into the spiritual significance of what you and I are dealing with. The kingdom of this world is a kingdom of darkness. That's what Paul made it very plain that true believers have been delivered out of the dark system. And ostensibly, they have been brought into the marvelous light of the true and the living God. But I don't know how that that can be the case, while men and women who profess to walk in the light are operating out of so much obscure darkness when it comes to the reality and nature and character of politics in our world. When we know the whole world lies in the lap of the wicked one and politicians are by nature liars, And so when you follow the through thread of this whole vaccination thing back to its origin, I would say on a historical level in the context of American policy and American uh, development since World War II, with Margaret Sanger's and her whole agenda of um, eugenics and wiping out African-Americans because the whole world of of elite Anglo-Saxons, along with a few other ethnic groups, has always seen the African-American people as well as African people as people who are on the lower rung of society. Right now, Bill Gates is poking Africans all over the planet with vaccines that have tracking devices in them. I bet you don't know that either, do you? But many of us do because they're advancing this goal of moving from tracking you through a vaccine passport with a digital imprint on that passport for um 
for tracking purposes to putting that digital imprint inside of you in the future through a, um, a, a vaccine mechanism, which is why so many people are being vaccined right now with this gene therapy. And I know many of you want to say, Pastor, don't use it. Use the term vaccine. I get it. It's the gene therapy. It's a vector for putting in human beings things that they don't even know they have in them. And so let's go back to Margaret Sanger and her wanting to wipe out African-Americans. She she strategically see to a scene to it by policy in Washington that the uh, abortion clinics would be placed in all poor neighborhoods around the world. And to the tune of 300,000 African-American babies are killed every year. I'm almost sure that's the number if it's not more. And then in addition, other babies. And then you you move on to the vaccines by Fauci and others in the early 60s. And then you move on to the AIDS epidemic. We have made a direct correlation between the tragedy and travesty of the AIDS epidemic and the AZT uh, drug that was part of Fauci's uh, experimentation as well. That killed off many of our poor brothers and sisters who had AIDS at that time and didn't have to. And now we are dealing with it again. If you go back to the influenza breakout, they wanted to jab everybody then but after 26 or 23 26 people died of the vaccine they stopped that agenda and here we are at 50,000 plus and Mr. Steve Kirsch is ready to uh, do a debate with anyone for a million dollars to let us know that over 200,000 people have died of the vaccine do you want to know how we know that this is a symbol and emblem and token of the wicked one the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy he is a liar from the beginning and he never abode in the truth and that you and i as christians would even question whether or not this is spiritual means one is utterly blinded to the inherited nature of what it means to be regenerate and born again and thus having the spirit of God and therefore a very profound transcendent intuitive awareness of spiritual darkness if you are gifted as such. But if you can't see any better than the natural man who's concerned for his own physical life, well, you may not, very well may not be spiritual. I hope that's not the case. I'll see you on Wednesday. A Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.